genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello there. Welcome to episode 92 of 15 Minutes of Genius. Uh, we bring on amazing guests that have started their own companies, entrepreneurs, investors, advisors, consultants, and people that wrap trucks. And that's this gentleman here. Before introducing him, big plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark Studios.net. He is our producer, our man, the captain of the ship. And you have someone that's texting behind you. But she's definitely honored to be on camera as well. It's like these millennials, right? These Gen Zers that are always on their phones, right? Even <laughs> when the camera's on them. They're too good for the camera. I'm just kidding, Rachel. All right. So without any further uh, introduction, what it was, no, without further ado, our guest is Neil Pecanino. He is the founder and president of Boxy, headquartered LA, California. I actually, just a really quick story, as I actually met you for the first time two weeks ago. That's right. And we found out that, uh, number one, we're in the same industry. We have a mutual friend, which is Mike Manahan. Shout out to Mike Manahan. We both love to golf. We do. Even though I'm terrible. That's the only difference. I don't know if I'm <laughs> terrible. I'm working on it. Yeah. yeah it's going to take a lot of work to be as terrible as me. <laughs> we both recently bought golf clubs, and we picked the same ones, which is the Mizunos, and a lot of other similarities. Yes, so, a lot of similarities. Yeah. You don't usually have phone calls like that. That was a really fun intro call. Definitely. That we went was for an hour and a half, I think. Yeah. We covered everything. Totally, man. Totally. Definitely uh, synced, hard to find people like that, and uh, it's a, obviously valuable friendship, valuable connection. So yeah. super grateful, man. And thanks for having me on. This is a pleasure. So, Absolutely, yeah. So let's get into your story Absolutely. so we can talk about us later sure so i want to get into boxy um amazing company thank you you have you're working with great brands like gt's liquid death and many many more tell us the concept behind this wrap trucks because you know we're, which camera this one here this one there we go so again and one thing just to say here is that rarely have guests that are actually in the studio usually it's through virtual so i'm still learning there's three cameras it's nice, here it's nice to be here yeah like this this is a, <laughs> this is the real deal it is man it's uh we don't mess around here you whoever know? is listening or, or watching this is a setup this is pretty cool if you get the opportunity to do this you got to do it in person definitely man come this on is, come on in you know this is not a zoom call this is not a zoom call exact hashtag not yeah, a zoom call exactly so uh, yeah, man. So let's get into it. Let's talk about your brand, your prod, your uh, your company, what you guys are doing, what you're up to. Tell uh, us more. Absolutely. So I started Boxy. Uh, it's four years ago now. It's pretty pretty crazy how fast things go. I had absolutely no interest in being in media in general. I was actually in consumer electronics. I was running a company called Ditto. Um, it was a little consumer electronic uh, wearable device that sold all over the country and Targets and Best Buys and WalMarts. Um, and at, at our peak, we were spending around $50,000 a month on digital advertising and I, it didn't feel good. I didn't enjoy logging in every morning and looking at a dashboard from Facebook and seeing the millions of impressions, but not seeing the sell through that you would expect from those types of impressions. Um, we were trying to quote, build the brand online and it didn't feel right. Uh, right around that time, I was looking into all forms of, of brand building. Uh, everything from billboards to buses to you name any form of out of home, I got quotes on it and it was just incredibly expensive. And I, I always knew billboards were expensive, but not until you get a quote for a billboard on La Brea that has a homeless encampment below it and is half blocked by a tree and find out that it's a 20 
$30,000 a month billboard, do you realize, oh, my God, I can't afford this. This is not – to play in that level, it's just a completely different level. So right around the same time, I lived in Santa Monica, and I kept seeing blank trucks in my neighborhood. And I started asking the question, like, why can't we build brand advertising campaigns with these blank trucks I see driving around? I kept seeing the same truck every day in my neighborhood. So clearly that truck had a route. Asking questions like any good entrepreneur does, and then not just asking them, but then actually going out and answering the questions. Uh, I found out that there's no reason why you can't actually build brand advertising campaigns with localized delivery trucks. It's just hard to do so, and there's really nobody out there that's doing it or doing it well. Mm -hmm. There were other companies that were trying to do it. Uh, They've been around for quite a while, but not very good. Not brands that you would trust. Not companies you would trust your brand with. It's extremely expensive, and look how hard you've worked to get genius to where it is. I mean, you aren't going to trust just anybody with your brand. So I saw an incredible opportunity. I saved up some money, and I literally put it all on the line to get the business started. And, and within six months, I had I'd gotten the business going and landed a couple really big accounts early on, including Santa Monica Brewworks was my very first account. Um, and shout out. Shout out Santa Monica Brewworks. Scott, guys, I love you. Um, and then literally no more than a week later, I was able to get Jamie Simonoff of Ring, the founder of Ring, to meet with me. Big, long story there. I could get into it if we want to, but uh, got him to meet with me and, yeah, I got him to sign up for a 10-truck, six-month campaign that bought me the runway. I was basically out of money. I spent my own money to get this thing going. Um, I was almost out of money, and, and he signed off on it, and that, that ring campaign bought me enough runway to get the business really figured out and mm-hmm. landed a bunch of new accounts from there. And, yeah, just it's fast forward, boom, four years later, we're the biggest in the country doing what we do wow. by a huge margin. We have around, at any given point, I think today it's like 350 plus trucks on the road mm-hmm. nationwide on campaigns, and we're actively launching around 150 over the next 35, 45 days. Um, that's what we do, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I, I love the brands that we work with. I never thought I'd be in. Now we're really in the beverage space. This is our space. We advertise with a lot of beverage clients. Um, it's it's a really fun category to be in, and uh, lots of cool new things, lots of energy. I mean. What you're doing is fantastic, and thanks, man. I can't wait to work together on something. Absolutely, we need to get a chain-wide national launch somewhere where someone can just see the advertisement and go right to their local store and get it. But it's really cool that you like you found a niche, right? You yeah. found something that you saw a blank truck. You knew that it was something that was needed that was missing. Um, you missed one thing on these billboards half the time. You, you talked about the tree. You talked about in the wrong location. That's right. Or it's graffitied. Yeah. That's the last one that, oh, yeah. that I've noticed. So, like, it's just an awesome way to get the word out. And it's also mobile it on is. top of that. So you're getting multiple multiple touch points. I remember before meeting you, I would see, like, the Liquid Death one because they're, they're running a major campaign with their launch, you know, nationally in 7-Eleven. And right. I'm, I'm just like, shit, man. Like, like, how much product are they moving because the truck, That's right. I, I assumed that the truck had liquid death inside. And I saw like three in one day. And then even the day that we were talking, <laughs> yeah. literally on the phone, I was on my way through LAX. Yes. And then you were, you were telling me something like, you'll probably see a truck on the way to Venice through LAX. And lo and behold, like 40 minutes into our call, I took a picture at a stop, you know, at a stoplight. Yeah. Electrolit, boxy truck right near LAX. So it's like, you got great coverage, man. Thank you. If, if you go anywhere in Southern California, you're, you're going to see our trucks. I mean, really, yeah. we're nationwide at this point. In every major metro, mm-hmm. 
you're seeing our trucks every day, whether you realize that it's a boxy truck or not. Um, it, they're actually advertisements. The trucks are not actually moving the product that's on it. Yeah. Uh, perception is reality, though. And in, in advertising, if what you see is what you believe, and it, it's it's true. Um, and, and the trucks are moving some kind of product. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. they're they're actually they're critical pieces to the fabric of everything that happens and, and moves around. I mean, the, all the products that we use on a daily basis are moved around and in our trucks, um, everything from residential deliveries to business to business deliveries to air freight to you know, critical supplies for whatever industries. I mean, it's everything moves around in these these box trucks. So, yeah, that's a uh, it's pretty cool space. But uh, it was great timing that you saw the truck. I know, man. While we're on the call, I know, yeah. man. It's, uh, it's good. I, I was probably in the heart of where a lot of these trucks kind of cycle through. Oh yeah. And you know, once we do a campaign, because I know we'll be working together, just knowing where your customers are. Like from for us, at least for us, it's West Side, oh, yeah. South Bay, you know, Century City area, and I know your trucks. And it's cool because you can actually tell us more about the program, right, for yep. a customer. You can customize where the trucks go, the routes, the number of hours. Tell us more about that. Exactly. So uh, instead of trying to fit the truck into your box or you into the truck's box, basically we have an incredible network of trucks that we've been working with for many years now. It's, we're four years into this, so you know, all the kinks have really been worked out. But basically, we have a ton of data on all the trucks. We run tracking on all the trucks 24 hours a day, mm. and we build basically a baseline of where those trucks cover. So we can pull up a map and show you, here's where the trucks go. Here's where they are you know, six, seven days a week. Uh, here's where they trend. Here, They're in Santa Monica three to four days a week. They're in West Hollywood the other days of the week. And basically, where you're where your campaign is targeted, the areas where you have distribution, we can build campaigns with trucks that are servicing those areas. Um, we can do it in every major metro around the U.S. And by the way, I'll be the first to tell you if we can't hit it. If we can't put a truck in an area where you have great distribution, I don't want your marketing dollars because it's not going to work. Uh, even if the truck looks great and people see it, it actually needs to do what it needs to do. Um, so but three steps beyond that. Before I started the company... I knew that if this was going to be successful, entrepreneurs like myself, uh, you know, business owners would need to feel comfortable knowing that their trucks are actually doing what they do. So we have a dashboard that you can log into and see mm. exactly where your trucks are nice. at any given point. Wow. You can log in and see where they were today, last week, last month. We even estimate impressions based on where they go and the time of day and the Department of Transportation street records. We're able to cross compare and... And, and estimate. I mean, it's, it's not a perfect count. There's no such thing as a perfect count. Anyone who claims they have a perfect count of impressions on out of home is frankly full of shit. And you should probably not walk, but run away. Um, anyone claims that they can measure lift or, uh, or actually provide specifics on ROI on out of home. They're full of shit. Don't listen to them. But what we do do is we put the best possible trucks on the road. We take the best trucks on the road that are driving six to seven days a week. Uh, they're absolutely beautiful. One in 20 trucks that we interview actually get on a campaign. Our, our vetting is, is extremely intense. Um, and then we make them look absolutely phenomenal. And then we track it. And then you get ways to look at it. And, and we do activation. So if you're an event and you want to promote something, let's say you're doing a tasting. We bring trucks out to events all the time. I was at one two days ago. Um, shit, sometimes I get on a plane and do it just to bring the truck to the client themselves. Just it's fun I, I like i said i really like this it's, it's a lot of fun working with hot new brands is, is the best part of this uh, exactly it's re it's really cool too because the one thing like going through my mind as you're talking about this is brands you know like you said it earlier perception is reality it is. where brands can look bigger 
than what they actually are. So a brand like us, that's like, you know, sub 10 million in revenue can look like a big national brand when you have these trucks just going round and round and you see it a few times a day. That's so exactly. it's, it's a pretty cool service. That's exactly right. So Jamie Simonoff of Ring uh, in our very first meeting, and what an awesome guy. And if Jamie ever sees us, thank you. Um, I'll tag him on LinkedIn. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're still, still buddies. I email him back and forth every once in a while. Um, but he said in that meeting, he said, wow, I love this. This will make us look like a billion-dollar company overnight. Uh, and their and, own and now, now they're a billion-dollar company. And two months later, <laughs> they were sold to Amazon for a billion dollars. I said, wow, it works. Now, that's disclaimer. We cannot guarantee that you will be sold for a billion dollars. But uh, perception is reality, especially in advertising. I mean, it, we ran a massive campaign in year one for MedMen, uh, over 50 trucks in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Saw them, I saw them everywhere yeah i thought i thought i was like high or something i'm like am i am i like am i like imagining these these trucks everywhere you and everyone else in, in southern california and everyone thought the trucks were filled with weed because right on the side is <laughs> cannabis uh and it was a great campaign because it was super effective i think it was one of the biggest things i actually put them on the map early on but uh, it was also the biggest pain in the ass campaign because everyone thought the trucks were filled with weed. Right. The so, cops, like, pulled them over or so, something? No. And we didn't have any break-ins, thank God. But when the trucks would go into these neighborhoods in the Pacific Palisades and, you know, hand a very nice family a box and the neighbors start chatting, you know, why are they having weed delivered? Why are they getting <laughs> boxes of cannabis delivered? It created serious problems. So we had whatever. We got through a great campaign and loved working with them as well. Right on. Well, tell us more about uh, about you, like what you like to do, right? Because, you know, Boxy, I know as an entrepreneur, we spend so much time on this. Yeah. In your off time, personal life, what do you like to do? What's like, what are you, what's your passion there personally? Yeah, thanks. It's really a pretty boring answer. This is my identity at this point. Like this business. Guilty I mean, as charged myself. Yeah. I mean, the, sh- the sweatshirt, the hat, it, you know this. I mean, your work becomes your identity yeah. it becomes who you are exactly so everywhere i go everything i do it's it really ties back to this and i think that's the big difference between someone that means what they're doing like real entrepreneurs the real passion that's there i love it and i can't stop thinking about it and i've created this little engine this little thing that that works and it's not little anymore it's, it's big and you know big brands trust us so about me i mean i really I'm pretty simple I like this. I like to try and work out every once in a while. I, I like to eat really good food, sometimes too much. I like to, to drink. Uh, you know, I love nothing better than going out to dinner with clients. Dinner and lunch with clients. Uh, we did have a big warehouse party a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I yeah. I, I wish we had gotten connected previously. It's like three days, four days earlier. I would have been there drinking beer with you guys. We had about 400-something people there. We Damn. Had, uh, people fly in from all over the country, and it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, frankly, a lot of work. I don't know if we're doing that again for at least a few more months. I don't know. I want to Depen- do it again. Yeah. Depen- again. Depends on the environment, too, and all that. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah. Well, how, how about be, you? It could be an open warehouse, right? What's up with you? Yeah, man. Um, I really vibe with you on this, right? This is This show is about just being real and telling it like it is and uh i think about genius all the time yeah. it is my identity it means my my fucking head on the bottle mm-hmm. you know so it's also kind of einstein too but the main thing is um i think about it a lot and it's hard to divide the two and anyone that tells you that there's a work-life balance no it does not exist it's a joke it's a joke 
when you're in your personal time, you're thinking about business. Yeah. When you're in your business time, you're thinking about business. Yeah. So I, I really try to etch in some personal things. And I learned that doing like physical activities, whether it's running, whether it's golf, yes. whether it's badminton, I like to play badminton, um, it gets your mind off business because you're in the moment. But then like, it's funny, once you do the drive or once I finish a game, it starts creeping back in. Right back into it. And yeah. then there's someone there. I'm like, oh, maybe I can network with this person, right? Especially at a golf course. Half the time I'm playing golf with people that I work with. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to be business. Or, or I'm eating or drinking with people that I work with in some form. And, and actually, that's the perfect ground. Like, that's the perfect way to spend time. Totally. You're relaxed. It feels productive, too. I like traveling yeah. with business. I don't really like to just travel and just go screw around. Mm -hmm. I really like to go places and, and at least make it, make it productive in some way. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really uh, funny because we're talking about, um, you know, traveling. We're talking about going out. I I, I met a guy um, on a golf course mm. that literally was he was in his twenties. He just graduated college mm. and he had a major had has, I think he still has it, a major in philosophy. Mm. And I asked him, "What do you want to do?" And his answer was. I'm still thinking about it. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> like he's probably still thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. They 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 never stop thinking. These philosophy majors. And um, so I, I golfed him a few times. You know, an ulterior motive. You know, just having fun. And then he invited me, and he said, "I want you to. I want to introduce you to one of my friends." Hmm. And his friend pulled in um, with, I think, like a three hundred thousand dollar Mercedes or something. You know, and I'm like, "Whoa, cool!" But you know, this again, just cool guy, down yeah. to earth. I come to find out that his one of his family members is the CFO of Thrive Market. Oh wow. And Thrive Market for those that don't know is becoming one of the largest food and beverage uh online sites next to Amazon in the world. Um they have great distribution, they have a lot of brands on there. So it just it randomly just happened where I connected with someone like playing golf. So it's pretty cool when that happens, but it's cool to when you get out there. Yes, you kind of get out of because you said also like going to dinner and and visiting people. That when you put the time into the relationships, yes, they grow they and do. you start meeting other people that are connected within that circle. So I'm, you're you're doing all the right things. I'm having so much more fun today, doing what I do than what I was doing before. Uh, just being an entrepreneur forces you to get out and meet a lot of people. Exactly, interesting people. It gives you the best excuse to pick up the phone and call someone. And even if it's completely unrelated to what they do, they'll probably listen to you. They'll probably hear you out. Granted, there's a big difference between legitimate entrepreneurs and, and you know the guy that sits in the coffee shop for months on end on their MacBook and kind of screws around. That's not the entrepreneur I'm talking about. It's the, the guy or gal that gets in and actually fucking does stuff every day yep. and like works towards a goal and, and holds himself accountable and sets expectations and then actually delivers on those expectations. That entrepreneur is unstoppable and it's infectious it like it gets into people and it inspires others and it's uh, it's a cool thing i actually go back and all my employees i find at usc i went to usc i uh, never thought i'd be able to afford and, and hire usc people uh but i go back and speak in my old entrepreneurship classes it's one of the few things i'm really passionate about i think it can cure a lot of the problems in our world today um and i find all my talent there so it's yeah. cool. it's good that you're giving back to the community man and uh one thing that I think a lot of entrepreneurs miss, which you do not miss, and I, I, don't, I don't miss it either, I don't overlook it as a better word, is really giving back in some ways and help, helping others, whether it's someone that's less fortunate, that's Agreed. just starting their business. I thrive on giving, 
advice. Agreed. Sometimes I'm a little too brutally truthful. I am too. Uh, but that's the best way because in the it. long run, they need it. It's going to help them. But giving back, giving to people, providing advice, you get so much in return. Not only feeling better. Oh yeah. But also like karmically, something does come back. Oh, I'm a big believer in it. Yeah, big time. It, it, big time. You put good energy out there. It does find its way back. Um, exactly. I advise a number of companies. I help out. I give perspective and. I'd really like to do something much bigger on the helping side. What, is that, what, what does that look like? I don't know, and that's a good question, and, and that's something I'd – I think the immediate goals over the next 10 to 20 years is just just keep going. Like go as far as you possibly can with this and just take it to the furthest possible place it can go. Um, and then I think, you know, I hate to say this, but money solves a lot of problems. And once once you have the fuck you money, you can go out and – put it to work and i think that's the goal is to get to that point and then you know no offense to the kids at usc but they don't need help they're gonna be just fine so that's not really my idea of giving back i go back because i love being tied in with my uh my alma mater but doing something within you know the broader community and helping inspire i, I really think one of the biggest things missing in in schools today like k through 12 is entrepreneurship you know mm -hmm. you don't learn a damn thing about what it means to be to own a business to run a business you don't know anything graduating high school and you know, not everyone needs college. And I think a lot of people can go out and be really successful right out of school. They, they really need to start teaching it at an early age. And there needs to be a curriculum built out by entrepreneurs for the future of entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm the person to do that, but that it does need to exist out there. And I'm pretty into it. Exactly. I think uh, I just, I put my mic to the side when I was drinking the, the mocha here. Um, whenever it's you're talking, I kind of I sneak a, a, a sip. You know, when I when I studied finance in college, right? Nothing against Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. Great college experience. I was in the second nerdiest fraternity. I know that's <laughs> I know that's hard to believe. Um, this, this, the first nerdiest was the total academic yeah. fraternity, where if you're lower than the 4.0, you get hazed. Oh, jeez. And then uh, I was in AEPI, the Jewish fraternity, which was the second best academic fraternity hey, that's a great on house. campus. Oh, yeah. They were actually, in Cal Poly, they were banned for 10 years. Get out of here. Because someone at a party back in the 90s, I went to school in 2001 to 2005, uh, at a party, someone drunk got hurt. Oh, geez. And so the fraternity canceled, banned them. And then uh, and then when I went to school there was when they brought it back. And I was the, the, the I was the alpha class. So that's I was cool. the that's my my claim to fame. But main point is I only learned how to do a fucking spreadsheet in college, yeah. a finance spreadsheet. And yeah. I still was confused. Yeah. And what, what I realized is when you're passionate about something and it's it's yours to own and yours to run and there's no limit. You know, yes. you, you determine the floor and also the ceiling. That's right. That kind of passion is what's going to drive you to learn. And that, that's the biggest thing I learned about human nature is that people want to do shit that they love to do. That's exactly right. And, and they're going to learn so much when they love what they're doing. I'm sure you know, we talked about Tesla, like Elon, like uh, personally, but Elon Musk, he probably learned more about cars more than his entire life when he got engaged with Tesla. Absolutely. So it's like you with, with like, you probably know about trucks, you, you know about wraps, you know about materials because you love what you do. I had no, I didn't know a damn thing before I got into this. I yeah. And really it doesn't, didn't. and it doesn't matter. Right? No, it doesn't matter because you are yeah. who you say you are as an entrepreneur. And that's something I've, I've, I tell all these classes when I go back is you are whoever you say you are. 
it's how you present yourself. It's the confidence that you bring. And, and there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. And, and that's, that's a fine line that most people don't, don't know how to you know, properly navigate, but uh, at least early on in their careers as they project, but uh, you are whoever the hell you say you are until you otherwise are proven not. So um, now I, I'm into it. Uh, I, I also think one of the biggest drivers in, in people is, I mean, for myself early on was fear, uh, fear of failing, fear mm-hmm. of, fear of not achieving what you, you know, set out to achieve. And, um, I think as an entrepreneur, that's, I'm not the only one that that's driven by that. Uh, and it's, it's not celebrated enough. Yeah. You know, not saying you need to be walking around in fear all day, but, uh, there's an element of it, right? You, you've woken up in the middle of the night a few times, I'm sure thinking, Oh shit. Did I, we... I, I don't, I don't sleep. I so, know. Yeah. I know. That's a problem. I can't wake up if I don't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> That's good. So, That's but funny. but but I but I totally I totally get it. Like there's there's I think like one of my board members, right? And uh, like a limiting he calls it like a limiting factor. Yeah, you know, where um, we use there's these emotions that come up, and then we it it owns us, and it becomes a limiting factor. Yes. But I think entrepreneurs like yourself use it as a way to propel you. Correct. You convert that into positive energy. Correct. Where you you might be scared about a new contract, getting more trucks, expansion, but you convert that fear to excitement. Exactly. Then you act on that, and then you push through and then accomplish it. Converting everything into energy is what it means to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. Take everything inbound and just spin it around and and turn it into something positive because... I mean, some days are really, really tough. Yeah, and down days for sure. And there's no one there to help you, and and money doesn't solve all those problems either. And and actually, people have always asked me, like, why don't you raise money? And the answer is, well, money isn't going to solve these problems. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw money at these problems. You can't just hire more people and expect them to go solve the problems. It's, it doesn't work that way. And that's why I've kind of done things the way I've done them for as long as I have. But no regrets, none exactly at all. Yeah, it's about uh, team. And the right strategy, right. and we've all seen this, both of us in, you know, especially in CPG or tech, where you throw a bunch of money at it and expect that to solve it. Exactly. It's about uh, the team, the leadership, the vision, the energy, having that positive energy. That's right. And also um, finding a need in the yeah. market, which is what you've done, you know, a niche. It, it is a need. Uh, brands need to be bigger. Exactly. Brands need to get bigger. They need to grow. And we're arguably the best way to do that, uh, to get your brand in front of a lot of people within a, a specific DMA. Um, Boxy is arguably one of the most cost-effective and effective ways to do it. You'll the, the trucks will be seen. People will see the trucks. Now, we can't control the creative. We provide a lot of direction on that. What's really fun is when we get artwork back from clients, and the artwork is just stunning. Yeah, Sometimes. liquid deaths is like amazing. Showing the guy with like the fucking you know the scythe or whatever, and then he has like chopped heads, the chopped heads, yeah. and all that. And their their branding is just out of this world. It's wild, and it's a lot of fun. It, I mean, when we first got that artwork, we're like, "Are you fucking serious? Are we doing this? <laughs> Are we putting this on trucks right now? Like, like go to schools. Like, these deliver it." schools but we figured it out can you imagine like a 10 year old is like hey mommy can i have liquid death if i were a little kid and i saw that truck i would want it badass so right? bad yeah and it's just water so it's fine yeah there's a, there's definitely a good marketing uh a marketing strategy with kids with that because it looks badass it's it like badass. like our generation it was like he-man yeah right like the big buff guy exactly. with like the big thing and he's gonna like chop someone's head off and anyway no, they've nailed it they've got a really cool 
they're they're doing really special stuff in the oh, space. They're amazing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're we're out of time, but awesome that having you on. Jeez. Oh yeah, we're already at. I think Mark, we're probably already at twenty five or thirty minutes, right? Twenty eight ten. Wow. Yep. It's like just like that. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you. How can they do that? Uh, shoot me an email, neil at boxy.co, just .co, and that's N-E-A-L. Right on. Um, yeah, you can tag it or whatever. But just go to our website, boxi.co, uh, shoot us a note, whatever. And we're pretty easy. We're extremely fast, and, yeah, there's really no bullshit. If we can help you, we will. If we can't, we'll be the first to tell you, and we'll point you in the best possible direction. But we, uh, we're we doing a lot of new stuff, so open to all Anyone and everyone who wants to have a conversation. Love thank, it. Thank you. Seriously, this is awesome to be here. Awesome, man. Yeah, thank you for being on, man. It really means a lot to me. It's Look forward to doing some golfing once those Mizunos come in. Soon. And, uh, yeah, and just uh, great service. Now, for those that are in Southern California and also other regions, but especially SoCal, when you see a truck, look at the mud flaps. Chances are you'll see boxy.co for uh, a truck that has an advertisement for Electrolit, Liquid Death, GTs all those guys, and hopefully soon Genius Juice. So, Neil, uh, just a cheers with the Genius cheers. Mocha. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for being on, man. Pleasure. Enjoy. All right. Oh, man, these are good. They're okay. awesome. Still can't get enough of it, which is a good sign uh, for it. making the product. We had to go through so many renditions to I make this, to, to dial this in. One, one run, it was too bitter from the coffee. Really? One run, it was too chocolatey. One run was too thick, and finally we got it. This is the first lot I was telling Neil before so he came fresh. in. It's just it's like it's fantastic. Yeah, it's just whole coconut, chocolate, coffee, and pink salt. That's awesome. That is it. It's like the perfect snack. So, uh, yeah, so again, Neil Pecanino, founder, president, Boxy.co. We'll have all his information in the comments. Make sure to reach out to him if you're interested. And uh, this has been episode 92 of 15 Minutes of genius uh we're on spotify we're on apple podcast and uh we're also on youtube and we're also on linkedin tuesdays and fridays brand new episodes so again neil thanks for coming on man thank you so much it was awesome all right take Seriously. good care thank you all right and that is it we're out and oh yeah one last thing and mark make sure that his mic is live for this one we always say stay genius my friends okay. at the end of the episode Let's do it. so on three one two three stay, stay genius, genius my, my friends, friends. Thanks. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.